0: Taking a pit stop on a big planet filled with tiny people, it's V'ger, please,
1: a hateful voyage through the Delta Quadrant. My name is Joseph, and unfortunately, I'm your co-host Peter, who had to watch this turd alongside you. What was the name of that turd, Peter? Right into business, man. The sooner we're out of here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the like, let's just bang this out, man. I got other things to do, and by other things to do, is like I just want to be greeted by sweet unconsciousness. <laughs> We should uh, get like a chess set where they've got like the timer and you slap it. So to see who's <laughs> all right, man. Season six or rightfully season sucks. Episode 13. I've had some false hope, man, that, that last, uh, we've had a couple good episodes. I feel like recently, um, or maybe it's just everything tied up in the blink of an eye, but, uh, virtuoso, was a very humbling return back to Season Sucks.
0: Let us review the most interesting thing about Virtuoso, and that's you and me talking about how much we didn't want to talk about Virtuoso to each other. So, a little background. We held off on recording last week because we were one ahead anyway, and I was busy with work and trying to get the uh, episode we did about uh, uh, Irish McIrishville with our Australian friends edited in time. I, you know, I emailed Peter to say, hey, man, can we hold off on, on reviewing Virtuoso? I, I just don't have time to do it with you this week. And uh, you said any amount of time that I don't have to talk about this episode is time well spent. And then you said, OK, so we're not reviewing something else. And I said, no, we don't have to watch any other episodes or you can watch Virtuoso again. You know, that's your choice. And you said uh, you would rather have was it rusted nails hammered into your dick? No, I'd rather plan my phone for 45 minutes while trying to ignore whatever's on
1: the TV for an authentic initial viewing experience. And that's exactly what watching this was. Like, I have not been so... This is very possibly uh, a contender for the worst Voyager episode of all time. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing.
0: Um, this may not be the very worst to me, but it may have been the most unenjoyable to watch
1: yes that's a great way to put it and it's not only to watch but to not watch i had this thing on i couldn't find two shits to rub together to to, to give this thing right and my wife is in the background playing on her laptop and she has never ever said boo about anything star trek i've watched (laughs) the amount of complaining she did about this like what why what are these noises the terrible music (laughs) the terrible melodrama Every time I look over it's just making me more and more angry and I'm like I I can't I'm actually resenting my participation in this podcast experiment right now because I can't just turn this goddamn thing off
0: 150 episodes in we
1: finally reached your breaking point here it is there's so much you've endured I'm going to go to the the all-time worst wall here right the time and again the elogium y- you name it the worst of the worst even eleven fifty nine, which wasn't a bad production, it just wasn't Star Trek, and that was my complaint about it. Even a low gym, as awful as a low gym was, it was so bad it kind of held my interest, like, like a like a train wreck, right? Right. Like, oh god, what's the next terrible thing they're going to do here? Yuck! I hate like I activated this. I just, I didn't give a shit. I, I wanted it over. I for the life of me, I would have. I stayed so far away from that pause button the sooner those 45 minutes were over the better was it worse than concerning flight way worse concerning flight was absurd and and it was
0: fun it was fun to make fun of concerning flight (laughs) like there's there's an enjoyment in some of these crappy episodes that we think back to that we get out of like talking about how stupid they are like, it's really has to be bad in a very particular way for us not to... Like, Drone. Remember Drone?
1: Like, that, that was bad, too. Yeah, a like, waste of time. And or genre um, pillaging. Concerning Flight, the first couple minutes were actually good where it's like, oh, cool, it's a pirate trading planet and Voyager just got mugged and, you know, the guy from uh, Powerpuff Girls was in there, like, it had potential not to suck and instead it was... It was laughably bad, but this is just a, a life stealer. And that's the worst crime uh, Voyager can have. So this. <laughs> I sat down to watch and it's been over a week since I've seen it, like I'll be damned if I was going to go through and refresh myself, but I had forgotten. <laughs> I was so I was actually excited, right? I was pumped. I listened to whatever the podcast was uh, that we had before uh, we I think it was the Australians one for. um Fairhaven, i was like oh god that was a correct a real turkey but i'm excited for some star trek man and i sat down on thursday with my notebook in front of the tv i was like i'm really in the mood to watch some trek and i booted up netflix and i saw the capsule on this and i was like oh fuck i forgot it was gonna be this thing (laughs) and it was like finding a a a big cat hair pube in a a freshly baked cookie like right out of the Like fuck
0: not only do you have to throw the cookie away, your day is ruined.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, it was the last one. Like, I was really excited about that. And this is what I got stuck with. Only in this case, I didn't have the option to throw the cookie away. I had to eat it because I am honor bound by our <laughs> our solemn vows to watch all of this.
0: Uh, it took me three hours oh. to finish watching this. <laughs> uh, I would get through like 10 minutes and I'd have to stop. And I had a similar circumstance where my wife was watching what was happening. Now, unlike yours, who just like shit lorded you, which is better, probably <laughs> um, mine just had this sympathy for what I was going through. She'd look over and she'd see what was happening and be like, why is the doctor in a clown suit? Why is that man's voice so annoying? <laughs> what is happening? And I described to her what's going on and she just she felt bad for what I was going through. Um, And I feel bad for anyone who watches this. So let's cut to the chase. Don't fucking watch this episode. That's the review. This may be the worst one we watch out of for for a number of reasons, but it is at least in the
1: conversation and it is not worth your time. The biggest offense to all of this is that they have taken the best character on Voyager and made the worst episode of Voyager while focusing on him. Yeah, what a fucking feat, right? That may be what elevates it into the worst spot
0: because making a bad episode of Kess and Neelix's relationship is, you know, okay, early in the uh, in in this in the uh, in the show, that was easy to do. Making a bad episode out of seven of nine trying to mom a ninja turtle. All right. I mean, that's. We can see where that could happen. We've had some real hit or miss uh seven or nine adventures. Uh making a bad episode about the captain making stupid ass decisions with John Reese Davies. Uh, we can see that. Jane Way's definitely had some low moments. Her writing is extremely inconsistent. Making a bad episode that is almost entirely focused on the Doctor and his like quest for his uh, expanding his humanity. rough
1: yeah that deserves an award so we open up in sick bay and we find out that uh voyager had encountered a new a maybe new race of aliens called the komar which you might recognize from um season one or season two uh if we go back to the oregon trail ouija board cathexis right the Astral entities that possessed uh, Tuvok into shooting up the bridge that that race was called the Komar spelled exactly the same, pronounced exactly the same. Like, that's how bad this episode of Voyager is. That's that's how who did this? (laughs) Who did this to us? Oh, if you look at that. (laughs) Kenneth Bewilder, you son of a bitch. It was the best of times. It was the most bewildering of times. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's the name of the episode Kenneth, <laughs> bewilder you son of a bitch
1: no i've got a better, I've, I've got a better one but anyway so these komar i i don't know the pc way to put this joe um so <laughs> okay, okay let's take a step back i want to make it
0: clear to our audience who stuck with us through all of this we love you and we appreciate you and we also know that we have a wide dispersal of the kinds of people that like to listen to the show. And we're cool with that. Like, we, we think that's really great. But to, to maintain everyone's comfort, Peter and I dial it into what we would call our 70% of our true power. You know, we we know how we would describe these aliens, but we know that we can't actually describe them that way. So how about we go with nerdy... Small people.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: very nerdy, small people. Um, Very socially aloof. inept, aloof. Oblivious. Yeah, oblivious, batted with social cues and just very like they're all small in stature. All the actors are... Are, are notably smaller than normal human adult average,
1: which let's, let's talk about this, right? You've got these guys that, uh, I would say if this alien, if these, if these characters were part of humanity, we would say, all right, they're on the spectrum, right? And yes. And I think it's really cool in this episode that we've got humanoids that aren't your average earthling, you know, five foot five to six foot human dudes, whether they got Klingon shit on their face or Cardassian shit on their face or shit in their hair all la shitheads. You don't really see that wild variation in body type. You got Mr. Home, a.k.a. Lurch, who used to roll around with Luxana Troy. Arguably, the Hirogen were were bigger. You know, they were oh, a little yeah. taller. But you don't really see smaller people. So I think it's... Really cool that finally there's humanoids that break the mold somehow. And I think it's shitty that they saddle a cool concept like that with like this weird one track mind thing that they're rocking. Like, th- yeah, the the idea
0: behind them of being, you know, small in stature, I agree. It's neat to, to do that with a race because they just haven't done that in Voyager ever. The idea that you know this what we're gonna find out is this race has never been exposed to the idea of music and we become really fascinated by it. And the idea of like some really like insular intellectual, you know, kind Rye. of I uh, awakened to this could have been much more compellingly done or even as you said, like a, a race that's could be accurately described as being on the spectrum, doesn't have to be also portrayed as the most annoying motherfuckers
1: in the galaxy. And rude and shitty. There, There is yeah, nothing just... positive you can say about the Komar at all. If we do jump back to Kathexis and we look at the other Komar, which were um, uh, evil spirit, p- poltergeist body-possessing mass murderers, I'd rather hang out with those guys than these fucking people. They're super... Uh technologic not super they are more technologically advanced than Voyager, and yet somehow Voyager passively scanning one of their ships like almost blew it up and everybody's got radiation burns and shit. So this little crew complement of rude assholes is sitting in sick bay, like negging the hell out of the doctor who's trying to treat him, and they are he's worse than a toaster to them. It cannot be
0: emphasized enough that Every single member of this race that we meet in this episode is an absolute turd. Like there's not like a situation like Dragon's Teeth where there's like one reasonable guy and then everyone else is a turd. Or uh, the Year of Hell, you know, where there's reasonable members of the Kremen and then there's, you know, Space Boddicker. It's no, this is just a race filled with contemptible nerdy fucks (laughs) and you and you don't like them. And very toxic, yeah, very toxic. (laughs) And uh, it's it's uh, they're not even like toxic in a neckbeard way, it's just this
1: completely unearned sense of superiority. So they're treating the doctor as though he is um part of the Chuck E. Cheese. Lunchtime jamboree band Right. <laughs> yes. He's like one of those robots, but it's broken, so they've thrown it away and it's back by the dumpster. That's how they're making the doctor out to be. And uh they get real like uh racist against him. We don't want this thing touching us. Uh I'm sure Taryn would be very upset at the depiction of uh uh, racial injustice towards this hollow person only after he gives us
0: 15 minutes on the <laughs> math of how you know long it would take for them to get to their home world
1: oh over the the course of this cold open uh the doctor starts humming i'll be working on the railroad or whatever and everybody's like oh my gosh did you did you ever see uh that episode of the state where the writer had never heard the word and before the state oh come on joe are you, you kidding me right now the state mtv's the state the best sketch comedy show of all time
0: i'm gonna be honest with you i'm a little ashamed to say this but this is the very first time i've ever
1: even heard of this show i'm gonna be honest too i'm very ashamed for you right now (laughs) if i were you i would edit this entire portion of this conversation out.
0: you know what Um, i i i want to go on a a a a journey of discovery now, which I will, uh, thanks to this information, but no, I'm
1: afraid I don't know anything about the state. You got me. So one of the sketches that they did was, a uh, author who had never heard the word and before and just casually comes up in conversation. He's like, Oh my God, what, what is that word you use? And like, what, you mean, and, and then he goes on to write like, you know, P- uh, Nobel peace prize award-winning books about this and that and this and that. It's an absurd concept. These guys having no uh, inclination whatsoever towards music to any degree. These guys living in the Delta Quadrant where passive scans destroy their ships and they have not all been assimilated and or hijacked by whatever version of space hillbilly Kazon is rolling around in these parts. (laughs) Also absurd. A couple of things I liked
0: about the episode, and I just kind of want to bang them out now. Uh, The... Shots that we get of like the Comar's homeworld and like all the ships in the background and space station. I thought that was cool.
1: Very busy, detail. very mass effect.
0: Yeah. Felt more like I was watching them orbit Coruscant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I thought that was a neat like change of pace, really gonna give you a sense of who these people were. You know, probably the only thing about the background of the the Komar that's worthy of any sort of uh Uh, praise, then I think the only real dramatic scene that had any weight to me was when the doctor has his final confrontation with the captain about his desire to leave the ship. I know we're jumping ahead, but I just – the kernel from this episode that had that got my attention in any way was him confronting that which you and I have discussed on many occasions and that the show has done a decent job of of following through on at, at the relevant times. And that is Janeway does not see the doctor as a person and never has. And the doctor actually calls that out to her face. And I thought that was cool that you're like, you know, you just if you've never seen me as a person, because if I was a person, you would let me leave. You would, period.
1: OK, so, yeah, there's there's if there's anything to talk about here, it's this. So so let's just real quick. I'll, I'll give you the whole fucking plot here. Uh, Stupid aliens have never heard any singing before. And the doctor sings and he goes from being a piece of roadkill to the most fantastic technology in the world. And they are all addicted to his singing and he gets to be a big shot. And he decides he's going to go be a rock star on this planet rather than uh, the doctor on Voyager as it limps home. And by the end, what everybody said was going to happen was that he was going to be eventually thrown to the curbside again happens, and he has to come back to Voyager with his tail between his legs. That that That's the plot. I, I'm pretty sure I hit all the nuances. You did. Danger of
0: Fame. All the Trek actors get to talk about how weird fans are in a meta moment. Well, I guess uh, specifically Kate crew and Jerry Ryan do.
1: Uh, <laughs> Harry in Kim Astrometrics, bust, Harry Kim buses his, his clarinet out, and we find out he has a band called the Kim Tones. They get booed. Rightfully (laughs) rightfully so. Okay, there is some bald jokes at the doctor's expense from Belana Torres, which seems very out of place. Yeah, Belana's a bit of a bitch. Uh, Seven uh, has a dumb little gag where she calls a red alert over fan mail.
0: Fan mail, yeah, Yeah, and and then we're supposed to. uh, Oh, uh, Robert Ricardo did almost all of the singing in the episode, so he can sing opera. The only one he didn't do was the finale.
1: Really? Yeah. I figured it was all lip sync. I mean, obviously he recorded it somewhere else. He wasn't singing. it. Yeah,
0: it was it was dubbed over in in the opera scenes, because I'm sure he needs multiple takes to nail it that good. But the only one he
1: didn't do was the finale. That's a shame, because I was going to say that our title for this should have been Dr. Millie Vanilli, because that is the (laughs) last time I saw this much lip syncing go on in the 90s. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it turns out. That was actually P- Robert Picardo dubbed over. He doesn't sing it live on set, but um, for the most part, that was him. So, um, um, so he does a good job on the opera stuff. I mean,
1: okay, like, so not going to knock him for that. The doctor decides uh, I'm going to stay behind. My love interest has talked me into ditching my role in the ship and going down here and being a star and pursuing fame and fortune. And the doc, the captain says, no, Uh, denied. I don't really think she focuses in enough on the fact that he is still, for whatever goddamn reason, the only actual doctor on the ship, despite five years of opportunity that they've had to send people to Holodeck College to to learn how to be a doctor. Yeah,
0: someone could have actually graduated from medical school by now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for real. Um, This is where we fall into the huge Voyager trap and it's people get stuck in these two dimensional character loops with the exception of usually the doctor and seven of nine. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Seven, nine is one of the worst offenders or how many times do we have to see seven of nine wants to be a real girl? The doctors had pretty consistent, good character growth, but Janeway cannot. And Janeway, every episode goes back to secretly, devaluing and second class citizen and and othering the doctor only to you know at the end of the episode have a revelation that yes he is a person and I do care like this has to be at least the fifth time we've gone through this dance with her right so yeah it's a good confrontation between the doctor and the captain but how many times have we seen it I'm, I'm tired of seeing it and I'm certainly tired of seeing it in a bad episode like this but You know, one of the the points the doctor makes is if there was any other crew member, you would let them stay behind. And she's like, well, well, you know, and he's like, if Harry Kim fell in love and wanted to stay, motherfucker, he did. He got an STD and everything with 90s elf hottie on the generational ship episode. And Janeway wouldn't let him run off and leave either. So, well, he didn't ask to. That's the key difference between
0: what the doctor is asking for in that specific situation. Had Harry Kim turned around and said, I want to stay on this, this ship. I'm in love and I don't want to leave. I'm resigning my commission. The doctor's point is Janeway ultimately would have permitted it because, you know, she's not running a ship of prisoners, right? Like this was the whole thing with 37s, you know, like anyone who wants to stay can stay. Uh... She she has opened this door in the past. No one has walked through it, but she's opened it.
1: What happened with Harry Kim when he had the alien DNA spliced into him and he murdered that lady? The space cougar vampires?
0: Oh, yeah, she he was going to he was going to stay there, too, because he was uh, convinced he was secretly uh, supposed to bang space
1: cougars uh, for the rest of his life with. uh, Oh damn it what's howard from better call saul yes that was a great episode (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you man like early seasons of trek are rough and zany but in retrospect they're so fucking good
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean we can't help but wistfully consider this as we sit here wallowing in this turd like i i I don't want to belabor the point too bad but what the fuck was this? Like, did they? You know, again, as we have bemoaned several times now, the, the the memory alpha on this is just super thin. There is no background information on it. You know, like how they see how this episode went. You know, like they they seem convinced it was you know okay, I guess, or doesn't we don't know because there's no information. Um, but. It's like, do you get through producing something like this or like you're and do you realize like, well, oh, man, we're making a real fucking piece of shit right now. (laughs) Like there's no saving this one. And is there is there somebody out there who fucking likes this thing? Who are you and what's wrong with you? (laughs) Good Lord. Um, Another. It's just so fucking boring. I'm sorry. It's just like I, I had the only way I could get through it was to actively not watch it while having it on. Like I, I put it on. I get through like ten minutes. I'd want to strangle myself, and the only way I was able to finish the episode was to keep it on and like look at my phone. That's and what listen I Listen to what was happening. Yeah, I like played the, that was on the only my way phone. Way I could stomach it,
1: and and occasionally I'd look up at the screen, and you know, there's there's these inconsistencies. You have this super advanced culture. The entire planet is enthralled with him. He's going to give a presentation. He's going to do a concert for the president of this world, who has come up to Voyager for a special uh showing. And they do a fucking concert in the mess hall. Not in the holodeck, which could put you anywhere. Yeah, it could put you in the finest opera house in Italy. You're doing it where uh, a dirty space cat cooks food he just touched with his mouth in a dumpster fire (laughs) they'll later go on to uh take him down to the surface and put him in an opera house there and there's you know um one comment about well you know the angle isn't going to work that we're trying to have these uh these bleachers at so we need to change the height or the, the leveling of the entire place so these people can see with their stature, I, whatever. And then B'Elanna's give them a lot of shit about that. Um, and even then, you've got this hokey middle school theater uh, set dressing with, like, candelabras made out of cardboard held up with tea stands I, I don't know, man. I This is such a black mark, I feel bad for everybody who was involved. I can't even say, like... Robert Picardo did a great job, and it's not his fault because I, I just couldn't focus enough to even see if he was really trying to sell this thing. It was, it was bad. It's the worst that uh, all the bad stuff that season six has had up to this. People reverting back to previous states, no real character growth, uh, a turd plot, the most low stakes opening we've seen ever. Um, the captain being crazy. You know, he talks about, oh, you know, I'm a doctor and I take a interest in the occasional weird thing that happens. But most of my life is really boring. And it's like, have you been watching any of these episodes you've been in? Because like you're solving about 80 percent of the plot problems that are like major mysteries and or terrorist incursions.
0: I trying to think here.
1: I would have so, liked to see a thing, a, a scene, since Janeway's back to her initial like crazy, um, hollow, bigoted season one self, where she contemplates just wiping the Doctor's memory, for since he, so he forgets about all this shit, like some real villainous stuff. Because again, yeah, you- like
0: you know, let's let's revisit that idea for a second. Because there's nothing in this fucking episode worth talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the meta question that it brings to the surface: re, the Doctor's personhood? Okay, and this is this has been continuous plot point that we've seen from from episode to episode. From you know the Doctor getting extra privileges, being able to like turn himself on, turn himself off early on. Gets his mobile emitter,
1: you know, that uh, kind of unlocks his capacity to do away missions. That's another uh, thing to touch on real quick, too, is it's not just the doctor going off to the planet. It's him taking the most advanced piece of technology in the Federation's possession with him.
0: And we've, we've had... Multiple situations and episodes where, like you know, his program is rebelling against itself. You know, early on, you know, we we saw that in Projections, season two, where where the crew was helping him through that. Then he had like his, his everything was breaking down. They had to use the Zimmerman program to to like reinforce his Hollow Matrix, and then of course, you know, we we had an entire episode just last season devoted to his. Coming to grips with letting someone die because he likes someone else more late image, you know, like there's been there's been a lot of these moments and along each of these moments, Janeway is portrayed as slowly coming around to the doctor's personhood, right? You're a toaster, but I'm going to let you do these things because I got to live with you. Um, OK, maybe you're not a toaster, you know, and you're a little bit more, but you're still just a part of the ship. And you, it goes on and on until it gets a latent image where she's like, I got to stop treating the doctor like a toaster. We did this. We made him a person. We have to let him be a person or what the fuck are we even doing, right? Like we are total hypocrites if we don't own up to the situation that we have created for ourselves when it comes to him. That was the big part of that episode that was so cool, was her just being like, I have to own the decisions I've made. And I don't like the fact that the Doctor's become a person. I'm uncomfortable with it. I may not believe that he is, but I recognize I've done it. And that means I'm taking ownership of the of the fact that i got to help him do this. And it's make or break, do or die time when it comes to his sentience. Right? And then we get to this, and... I find it interesting they're having this conversation again and that he's bringing it up, but the doctor is just not portrayed in a generous way, I guess would be the way that I would put it. There's no, there is no self-awareness on his part about Janeway's move towards being closer to thinking that he's – it's correct, I think, for him to say, you've never really seen me as an equal but no recognition of the progress she's made. And then what I found so completely out of character for him was, oh, I'm just going to leave and, you know, fuck all my friends here. Right. Like Paris is like, I can't, you know, like, just like, I think this is stupid, I can't believe you're going to do this. Seven of nine is super hurt, And, and the fact that the doctor wouldn't see any of that seems not authentic at this
1: stage of the game. And even looking back two episodes ago, Stupid-ass Fairhaven, right? Yeah. The A main crutch of that was Janeway coming to terms with the fact that these holographic creations are worthy of her emotional investment, right? Is, is, was that the takeaway from all that? Was that the, uh, the barkeep at the end that maybe it's okay to have feelings for him? And a big part of reaching that conclusion for her was the doctor reinforcing the fact that sentient holograms are deserving of her respect. So for her to two episodes later be back at this fucking state again is infuriating. But looking back through the rest of the season six, like to your earlier point, uh, blink of the eye. Hey, look at that. He saved the fucking day, right? Okay. Uh, Fairhaven was a piece of garbage with no stakes. Pathfinder, the results of him being able to project himself back to the uh, Prometheus made Pathfinder and Project uh, Voyager or whatever with, with Barkley possible. Voyager conspiracy had nothing to do with. One small step. God, so many bad episodes in here. Dragon.
0: <laughs> the point is that the doctor has done a lot and his connection to the crew and the and the bonds he's built here should have been much more center stage than they were and instead it's kind of all conveniently ignored so they can tell a story about the price
1: of fame and it's stupid we hated it did picardo go to bran braga and say hey listen i want I'm the best part of this show and I want another vanity episode. And this one, I want to be me singing opera. And, and they were just like, eh, sure here, man, there you go. And they just wrote it like shit. So he'd never ask for it again. I mean, they could have done a vanity episode where he sings opera. It could have been that they met this, this
0: race of, of same race, same situation. And it's just like, introduces music and you know is enjoying the theme and then accidentally starts like civil conflict because now they're like fighting over what kind of music is best and like a civil war breaks out and all this other stuff like there could have been like the oh this seems super innocent and then and, and then the death ship voyager strikes again in the delta quadrant and brings discord and terror wherever it goes I mean, they yeah they
1: introduce this. them to uh klingon hip-hop or whatever his hollow son yeah, was into. Slam dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel bad being so negative um, about this episode. I feel like it's been a while since we've really been this negative overall, but it just this is a, uh, this is a a bad one, yeah. if not the. Worst I don't feel one. bad at all.
0: Fuck this thing. It is super bad, difficult to watch, and I question. I, I question the sanity and judgment of any person who unironically watches this thing and says that was good. This isn't a good. Do- it is it is the worst doctor episode and a strong contender for the worst episode of Voyager. And I would say a strong contender for one of the worst episodes of Trek I have ever seen. End of story across all of the shows. Hmm. Is
1: there anything in here at my notes that I want to even bother bringing up? Hey,
0: we got rollover minutes for future episodes because that's I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. allowing this thing to to, to have any more of my brain.
1: I I do want to point out uh, another big gap at the at the end of this. uh, The doctor has already committed that he is going to move off the ship and and be a superstar with his girlfriend. Um, And then she says, here's this thing I want you to sing. And he says, I'm not capable of that. And she goes. Oh, well, that stinks. And then she makes her own version of the doctor that can sing it. And in the process, completely rips him off. Like, it's just Robert Picardo with um, with with alien makeup on his face. They never really even explore the fact that he was just duplicated. You know, that was such a big part of um, Demon when the crew was uh, duplicated I'm sorry it should have been but it wasn't but like anytime there's any talk of cloning like there's all these like I want to be the only version of me and all this individual like uniqueness stuff and 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 the transfer of technology is forbidden by the prime directive and everything else and all of that happens here and nobody says a, a goddamn thing about it. So we don't get
0: all any kind of background if it was just it looked like him cuz it looked like it was just basically a robot that sings hard to know hard hard to give a fuck right like because they don't spend much time on it it just exists it is a way to show that these these aliens who i again remind you uh are portrayed in the least charitable way possible the worst uh are in fact the worst people (laughs) like that the this one that seems to really make a connection with the doctor and seems like it's going to be the one reasonable alien it's going to be the doctor what's the name of the vidian doctor Pell, but, so like they, she's you know she's going to be the Doctor Pell of this episode, and then it turns out she no, she's just as bad as the rest of them.
1: God, and, compare
0: and, this, compare this lady to Doctor Pell.
1: Ugh. Oh my God! So that was, um, that, oh, that was season two. Life signs, right? Yeah, one of the best. And uh, I just listened to the Delta Flyer episode covering that, and I forgot how great of an episode that was for many 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 reasons the chemistry between the doctor and dr pell uh chief among them and listening to them to review it and listening to like their glowing review of it and and remembering that dr pell comes back and the way that they just fucking leave her high and dry at the end yeah, the, the doctors a piece of shit too is is what yeah. i'm saying there
0: i just did the quality of that episode versus this though like that was another episode about the doctors Personhood emerging. It's a doctor about him. It's an episode about him having a relationship with someone else uh, and exploring his humanity in that way. And it's sweet and emotional, and we loved it too. Like we, you feel for Doctor Pell and the and the EMH himself throughout. You feel the emotions of like, oh, this is so touching and so terrible. And ah, uh, and you just you're there with it. And it's the best kind of storytelling because it draws you in. And then compare that to this shit. And it's like, what the fuck touch have you all lost that this is where we're at with this now? Like, that, guess what? Life Signs was written
1: by Kenneth Biller. That's why he's bewildered. Kenneth Biller has under his fingernails the the. The scrapings of the best episodes of Voyager that we've seen, and right alongside it, just dog shit. And I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't like this. Uh, I will never watch this episode again, and I will put a um, a distress buoy in front of this episode, warning anybody else who might stray into this turd to uh, head back. At all costs, because this is just a time waster and a bad time. All right, what are we watching next week? We are moving into Season Sucks, Episode 14 Memorial, and we see Shakote and uh, Seven and Nine and Janeway, members of an away mission, start dreaming about a species they've never encountered who are in a gruesome battle on an unknown planet. Uh oh. Dreaming. Do you, uh, <laughs> Chakotay. Chakotay. Oh, no. Is that a flute I hear? Oh, ye dream warrior.
0: I. you remember the inner light?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like a shitty version of that. There's been a lot of those. I was actually thinking back to <laughs> driving home. I was listening to the Blink of an Eye episode. I I'm going to coin a new term here. Um, when someone has an experience in a condensed time frame bubble uh, similar to what Picard went through in Inner Light and what the Doctor just had a little taste of um, on Planet Donut, that's uh, when that happens, you're getting inner lit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have a little bit of that here coming up. I, I... I will say I don't actually remember if it is a shitty version of Interlight or a good take. I remember it. It reminding me of that though, so we'll leave it there. I'm being a little prejudiced towards season six, but it's fucking earned it, right? Like, it's gonna dial back. I'm gonna. I'm dial it back. Go I'll watch it with fresh, you know, fresh eyes. But uh, yeah, fuck this show, man. Of <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm just I. I'm looking. I'm looking at this fucking murderer's row of shit we got to watch and i'm not looking forward to it you know we've got a we've got another fucking goddamn uh, uh Fairhaven episode in front of us still the rock hasn't shown up yet it's it's not good <sighs>
1: all right man let's uh let's put a fork in this one
0: have i mentioned there's another naomi wildman episode i'll take
1: it you know <laughs> after this goddamn thing Give me it. I'll, I'll, I'll take it.